Greetings listeners, this is Raymond from the future. The US Ariadna episode is the last episode that we recorded before the fire team changes. But uh, the WIP12 crew banged their heads together. So at the end of the episode, you will get an update on the fire teams that you can use in US Ariadna. So stay tuned and enjoy the episode. Welcome to the WIP12 podcast. I am Raymond and today I'm here with Logan. He's from Canada from the Tunnel Vision Games podcast and he will be talking with me about US Ariadna. So Logan, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you. Uh, long time listener, first time caller. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, good, good to have you on, um, especially since, uh, well, I, 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 I made a call out for, for any factions that we still had left over and you knocked on the door and wanted to talk about us ariana which i'm very happy uh, to talk about because yeah i'm i'm an ariana fan so uh this i will truly enjoy <laughs> yeah um i really like lucked into it but i'm gonna save that for when you ask me the question about how i got here <laughs> yeah 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 so yeah so logan can you uh introduce yourself and uh, how did you get into the hobby yeah, for sure. So uh, my name is Logan, and I've been um, uh, Canadian in in and around tabletop role playing games and war games since I was in like high school, starting with uh, second edition Dungeons and Dragons, and I want to say like third edition Warhammer Forty Thousand. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've just always been interested in it. Um, I didn't really know what drew me to it. I just had this desire to get the models and play and uh as a young man i was terrible i was very bad <laughs> like lose oh, all the all time start somewhere like yeah, i started right. in third edition as well and we just get get our arses kicked by the by uh wicks the one elder player who knew all the rules and knew them better than us and we were like i i, I was like i have to bring the best gun what's the best gun Last cannon. It's string nine. It's probably very good. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, I didn't understand tactics. I didn't understand conditional probability. No. Um, So, so, uh, building upon that, then, uh, you know, graduated, grew up a little bit, went to university, Mm -hmm. and uh, I didn't have my Warhammer stuff anymore. It left a bad taste in my mouth. I would just get rocked all the time because I wasn't a finesse player. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, spoiler alert, that's probably why I play U.S. Ariadna. Um, <laughs> and uh, so uh, I actually, in university, there was like a local game store and I saw Infinity, I think it was N2, oh, uh, right. I want to say about like 10 years ago. Yeah. Uh, so I, not knowing what I was doing, picked the wrong faction of Pano uh, and the military orders. Um, and was just having a blast. Like they, they it was, I think I was. Someone tried to explain fire teams to me, or link teams as they were called back then, and I it, like it melted my brain. And I was like, "What do you mean I get to shoot on your turn? This game's awesome!" Um, <laughs> and 
I remember there was a nice gentleman. I can't remember what his name is anymore. And he basically like mentored me uh, through N2. Um, and then, you know, I graduated. I got a job on the other coast of Canada, which is, it's a bit of a jaunt. Uh, mm -hmm. It's quite a way. Um, <laughs> and then I got busy with everything. Um, and then uh, through just happenstance, uh, I ended up back in uh, where I am now. Uh, started a like Sunday night Pathfinder game uh, with a bunch of friends, invited this random guy from the internet, uh, <laughs> and we were getting it. So ninth edition now, we're like almost present day, about a year ago. Uh, and ninth edition Warhammer came out, the Indominus box set came out, and a friend of mine was like, let's buy it, we'll split it, I'll do Space Marines, you can do Necrons, and this is great. So we played it, and we played the crap out of it, uh, and <laughs> we just made each other sad all the time like <laughs> it was not it was not a fun experience the, uh, at the time you know there were cer certain ones but then it just turned into like oh, in the I have to wait of the future there's only sadness yeah that's right <laughs> uh, and you just sit there for an hour and it's uh, so he would play raven guard and it would be like turn one charges and so i would it the all of our games would end up the same he i would set up a, a screen of a whole bunch of necrons uh, with like a castle that's been built and then he would turn one charge and then either our, he would break the castle and he would win or I would withstand the castle and I would win and we just yeah. got tired of it. And so I was like, well, this infinity thing is out there. I see this fancy new rule book just as N4 is coming out. Mm -hmm. uh, height of the pandemic. I don't have a whole lot going on. I'm working from home most of the time. So I start investigating it and I have this rule book and I'm like, man, we really should get into it. And yeah. so before our Pathfinder game, we're talking, a friend of mine and I, his name's Mitchell, and we're just, you know, uh, shooting stuff back and forth before Pathfinder. And then this local dude who uh, we don't really know, we hadn't met him in person, it was all online, was like, yeah, I'm the local war corps. Uh. We're like, what? <laughs> so uh, he, oh, he taught us what a war corps was. Uh, yeah. Then we went through and, like, he did this wonderful introduction. So he's like a master painter. Uh, big ups to Gianni if you're listening. He's a master painter, wonderful human being. He has almost all the armies, all the models. He was showcasing all these things, obviously, through mm -hmm. TTS because it was the only way that we could learn. And then my friend and I went off the deep end on it. We <laughs> like we would play once a week for like two months. Uh, so he inevitably, he went from military orders to Varuna, and then I bounced around. I actually started with uh, TAC, yeah. uh, a Tartary Army Corps. Mm -hmm. And then uh, based off of what was available, I still didn't really know uh, what I was doing. I just picked up the U.S. Ariadna starter set, Yeah, uh, that, that Army Force thing. Uh, pleasantly surprised that it did all the things that I wanted it to do. Having a great time, you know, picking up a pandemic uh, in-person game, but mostly playing kind of virtually. Yeah, on TTS. Yeah. Um, then uh, there was a used U.S. Ariadna incredibly well-painted army for, you know, significantly cheaper. And so I picked that up. So I have almost everything now. Um, and I've been painting, working my way through uh, painting my own. And now I have this, like, full army of U.S. Ariadna. And then uh, the local war corps hosted a tournament. And so I played in that. Uh, the tournament kind of ran out of steam uh, in my area. We went into lockdowns again, and it just kind of yeah. everybody just kind of like slowed down. Um, but I ended up going four and one. So we had five games. Uh, I lost my first one, just got rocked against uh, Yujing. Um, 
and then manage to like progressively get better. So the like the next one that I played, I think I uh, won, but I forgot to push a bunch of buttons, so I didn't win like a whole lot. Um, and then uh, like stalemated another person, so I won with one point and he had none. Uh, and then like the the next couple of games, I was really starting to pick up my um, my Objective tactics, points. my understandings yeah. of it to the point where I would feel comfortable going on to uh, a podcast to talk about U.S. Ariadna. Um, which I is know what, all the things now. Yeah, exactly. I've learned a lot of things. Uh, I've, had, I've had my uh, butt handed to me more than once. Um, and I've also handed some butts back to people uh, huh. on a couple of occasions. Uh, so I, I'm pretty comfortable with it. I like it. Um, I, ha I have this weird... So, like, I play Pathfinder, I play Magic the Gathering, Dungeons & Dragons, Warhammer, and I have, I have two modes. It's either all aggression go fast, blow stuff up, uh, or I'm going to be super tricksy. Yeah. Uh, so, like, if you're familiar with Magic the Gathering, it's very, like, uh, infinite combos and just getting in everybody's way, or I, t I turn things over and I make them go and attack you, and that's it. I, no thinking, only aggression. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, U.S. Ariadna is my no thinking, only aggression. Um, so oh, my nice. other yeah. faction that I play is uh, Tunguska Nomads. Mm -hmm. And those are the ones that you have to be a little bit cagey with. Uh, but U.S. Yeah. Ariad has all the tools just to go, I, I have nine motorcycles. Yeah. Have, <laughs> uh, and then ITS-13 came out. It was like, motorcycles are cooler now. And I was like, ah, <laughs> yes. There's only, 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 only get up to 11. Yeah. yeah, sitting here, uh, like Millhouse, like everything's coming up U.S. Ariadna, and I'm having, I'm here for it. I'm having a great time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, rediscovering my love for Infinity, uh, finding the core rules wonderfully complex, uh, delightfully challenging, uh -huh. and then uh, to get into the tournaments and then to start playing just kind of one faction more often, learning from some mistakes. Yeah, and then. Like just from a, a game design standpoint, it's a really beautiful game. Um, I find uh, Warhammer 40k, uh, like Age of Sigmar, it has like the core rules, mm -hmm. and then all of the other factions are like, yeah, but you you ignore this one. You don't yeah, you don't yeah. do that. You you Except, get to move in charge, yeah. but no one else can. Yeah. Uh, versus Infinity is very much it's like everyone has the same rule set, and it's just how we package it. Yeah. Yeah, which is which helps getting away from those nauseously irritating discussions where there are two guys just standing there with all, all both held holding three books each because that's what you need for a Warhammer. <laughs> just finding out from like, oh, okay, I got this exemption, but this work does do the work well, and yeah, it's uh, no combi rifle is a combi rifle. Anyway, yeah, exactly. you slice it. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, it's these are these are all of the pieces of equipment. These yeah. are all the weaponry. Here yeah. are all the core rules. And if your army has uh, things that do camo, great. If you have yeah. things that do mimetism minus six, also great. Uh, and that's what makes I think each of the armies so factions uh, and their their sectorials underneath them to be yeah. so wonderfully unique and flavorful because it. You know, like Ariadna, and then each of the sectorials just plays super differently. Um, oh yeah, for and you sure. need to know how to use the tools. So I yeah. have we've we've secretly infiltrated a bunch of 40k folks, uh, yeah. and we're slowly bringing. Hey, do you want to run a, a? Yeah, I'll do an uh, intro game of uh, Infinity. Come on over, man. It's all good. Um, 
And uh, when they, it takes them a while to like piece the rules together because it's just so different. Yeah. Um, but then when they get it, they go, oh, okay. So I yeah. should dodge. I'm like, yes. Ah, young Padawan, you figured it out. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I'm, I'm very much a rules and a systems person. Yeah. Uh, I spent a lot of time thinking about it. Obviously, Tunnel Fission Games podcast is a deep dive into like tabletop role playing games and board games and. Uh, the three different aspects of how they put together the thing it's trying to simulate. Um, what does the narrative you're trying to tell fit into that? Yeah. Um, you know, all those wonderful pieces. Uh, and then to see Infinity was great. And now I'm learning how to paint gooder. Uh, yeah. It's been a bit of a challenge. I'm not an artistic person. Mm -hmm. So uh, learning how to integrate a airbrush and things like that. So things are coming along for me in the, the hobby side of it. Yeah, and now... Yeah. I enjoy it so much more because I'm creating art uh, at the same time as going, ha my, my napalm-wielding motorcycle man that six points goes directly at you. <laughs> well painted. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, to have, uh, to have, have painted models always helps uh, enjoying the game a bit more. Yeah, it's, um, it's something I didn't really quite appreciate. I was a, I was a gray plastic kid you know mm -hmm. like all my stuff was just gray uh, or maybe primed but i couldn't i couldn't paint it i didn't really have the patience for it uh and now uh, as i am maturing like fine mm -hmm. wine um <laughs> i have started to <laughs> have a bit of, a better time a little bit more you know like oh hey maybe i should try this and then lo and behold it's two hours later and you're like i've just finished painting this one pocket Crap. <laughs> yeah it's also the, the the trick is to find a few techniques that work you either yeah uh, that that you can work fast like mm. like using uh yeah like using airbrushes i i do not use airbrushes but i'm 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 definitely into washes so that you get at least get like yeah you prime you lay the first layer of paint you wash it so the and and especially with the, the detail on the models wash really helps to get to the uh, uh the, to pop all the all the details out uh on an infinity model and then you just just dry brush or add a a, a layer of of a bit lighter color um and i try to do i i, I myself i'm all, always looking for the way to be like it, it has to look decent but it, does not take me a whole lot of time because my I, I I have to go on a speed that advances my buying habit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Because <laughs> mostly I, I go to the local game store uh, to play, and mostly yeah, it's it's so easy to spend ten euros and come back with another model. So <laughs> yeah. at that speed, I have to uh, have to paint and. Uh, yeah, with the, with the corona for two years, I'm now looking at the biggest backlog that I ever had because corona didn't help me get painted, but it's slowly starting now because I'm 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 I'm, I'm playing in real life, so now it's like all right, uh, I got a tournament coming. I want my I want my bear ready, so I painted my bear, and now I'm going to the next tournament, and I'm like maybe I will go with military orders because there's a few military order models that I need to paint, so it's 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 giving me the drive so on i i want to go to the tournament with military orders so i have to paint now in the coming weeks yeah. uh paint the guys that i need because uh well i think the tts community probably have have, uh, have profited from 
my lack of painting because mostly my lack of painting <laughs> ended in making more maps so yeah it's 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 uh it's taking the good with the bad <laughs> you know and i had such interesting philosophical challenges during the pandemic yeah it's a constant idea i don't know how it is uh where you're from but in canada in particular there was a lot of like really kind of toxic like hustle culture came out like oh you're working from home eh so time to start that side gig or get yourself a a side (laughs) business or whatever it was and i'm like no why um so my my partner and i really focused on like this is not the time for thriving this is the time for surviving yeah um the pressures and the stresses of like i'm gonna go get groceries maybe i'll get the thing that's killing everyone maybe i won't um (laughs) you know like it's just we we focus so much on the just trying to be safe and washing our hands having enough masks in the house i don't have i didn't have the time or space to develop another business strategy Ugh. no no for sure like yeah surviving was mostly i guess i know i was very for optimistic uh when the when we went into the first lockdown like yeah this this just takes a month mm. at the most so let's build i'm, I'm also a, a live action role player so i was like let's nice. let's build a, a costume let's paint some models i buy all the four tags that were available I'm looking at them now. They're still not painted. <laughs> After, yeah, and this thing to, took way longer than expected. So yeah, uh, surviving was probably yeah, maybe a few things that you could add up, but not not starting a whole other business. Maybe learn a language or read a book that you never got to. But that's if if you manage that, then you already took a lot out of this uh, corona without dying. Yeah. Like power to you if yeah. you had if you had the the capacity to do that you know yeah. when I left when I left work on that fateful day uh, everyone was like yeah we'll see you in a couple of weeks uh, and I was like yeah sure I don't yeah that sounds great yeah. Uh, yeah. and then you know what like two months later I'm in my apartment still uh, standing on the balcony banging pots and pans you know like um, this did not pan out the way that we thought it was going no. to no uh, so. But hopefully, like it, lo- it's now looking that we're 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 really coming out of it. So, yeah, here's hoping. Yeah, um, yeah, I I really hope some people take on a lot of the lessons that were learned. Mm-hmm. Uh, in particular, just like uh, the funding of the medical system. Damn. Uh, uh, I will I yeah. will I will not shake a hand anymore. I will fist bump you, because yeah. I found out that the palm of your hand is pretty gross. <laughs> Yeah, all the time. <laughs> all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, this is not this is not a pandemic podcast. No, no. Let's let's get into Euros Ariana. Let's get into <laughs> <laughs> let's deep dive into that. <laughs> Please, let's talk about something else. I've only ever talked about the pandemic for uh-huh, two years. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Well, there's this little thing called Ukraine. No, no, no. Let's go. Uh, no, move on. No, no, no. There's, where's the big button? The the bleep sound. Yeah. <laughs> let's get into. Uh, U.S. Ariana. So, uh, yeah, yeah uh, as you know, as, as all the listeners know, I go through you, uh, to most of these deep dives with what's good, what's bad, what's ugly. And and we start mostly off with general thoughts on the army. Uh, sure. I can give you my general thought, at least, because um, I always compare it. I don't know if it, it only works in the Netherlands, because if you if you go to the Chinese in the Netherlands, you you, you pay a decent price, but you get a lot. And that's mm-hmm. what that's what I feel when I 
uh, when I get to a US Oriana, you pay a decent price and you get a lot. Yes. Uh, you, absolutely. Um, one of my opening statements about US Ariadna is you will never be concerned about getting to the 15 model cap. Mm -hmm. uh, like you could probably even comfortably put in 20. Um, yeah. So my experiences with US Ariadna is it gives you a lot of tools, but they're very specific tools. And if you don't know how to leverage them, it, it may not work out for you. Mm -hmm. So that like they bring a lot of like chain rifles, uh, some decent infiltrators, not the best camo. Uh, if you want to play like camo in Ariadna, you kind of need to go to one of the other ones, which is very strange that, you know, Ariadna is like the king of the camo game. Yeah. Um, and yet U.S. Ariadna doesn't have a lot. Um, but what it makes up for in the lack of camo, it uh, it really just brings so much aggression. There's a lot of really mean impetuous units yeah. uh, and impetuous motorcycles uh, in particular. So one of my big strong suits uh, here uh, in particular for USA Ariadna is the ability to make the all motorcycles meme list. <laughs> um, which can which, still be decent. <laughs> uh, yeah, right? So uh, 11 motorcycles. So you could bring six Desperados, five Mavericks, <laughs> and then an ITS bike recon, sure. Uh, so there's 12 motorcycles. Uh, throw in a Devil Dog team. Uh, you could bring three of them, sure. Uh, and now you just have all impetuous, all go fast, all just yeah. like it, I smoke out the middle of the board. Your deployment zone, my deployment zone. I'll just smoke all the time. But the problem is, uh, and we'll talk about it like when we get to the ugly, is that because there's only so many tools people can kind of figure out what you're going to do really quickly. There's not a whole lot of mind games that no. you can pull with uh, U.S. Ariadna. Most of the time, your forces end up on the board. The thing is, is getting rid of them. Uh, and because you can trade really well uh, with your yeah. Desperados, uh, it makes for a really good time. Um, you've got a little bit of airborne stuff, uh, but you don't have anything that's like, Mimitism minus six. I mean, Ariana doesn't really have that. You have no, no. hacking, so that's fair. Uh, you got uh, a war driver. Uh, you can do the war driver, sure, but that is nowhere near a a jazz jazz network with morons like the nomads do. Yeah, exactly. Like you just you don't really do area control. You just basically do like spot removal. Yeah. Like, okay, my my chain rifle wielding desperado is going to charge forward, and if I can get there, great. If I can't. I'll just do it again. Here's another one. <laughs> um, so I'll start with uh, the good. Um, and there's there's a lot for me in the good, uh, which good, is nice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a lot of yeah. stuff here. I'm gonna I'm gonna start with I think uh, the Desperados. I've talked about them a lot. They're my favorite unit, uh, and the reason why I like them is they're six points for a plus one burst assault pistol, chain rifle, smoke grenade, smoke grenade launcher impetuous 8-4 movement uh and i can bring six of them uh yeah. these things do a lot of work for me because i don't care about them um so uh impetuous you know turn one move eight inches and then smoke out an objective move eight inches smoke out an aro piece that doesn't have msp uh you know that, that smoker day launcher has a pretty decent threat range and yeah especially i mean bs 11's not great but if it doesn't work you have 
you, you used a free order to get there. Then they have their own regular orders, and then you can start dipping into your regular if you if you really need to. The Burst 5 Assault Pistol uh, for when you're in close is really good. Uh, yeah, so it's, it's madness. I, I think with that combination, I've played games where I killed a third of, the, of my opponent's army just by sheer going around the corner and just blasting yeah. someone with five shots. And I mean, inside eight inches, which you can easily get to if you go 12 Ooh, off yeah. the hop, right? Yeah. Um, most of the deployment zones are 24 inches apart. You know, it takes two orders to get there. Uh, and the next thing you know, you have uh, eight, five shots on 14s plus whatever the modifiers are. And you really should be like, you're not going to get cover. Uh, you no. might as well just go all the way around the corner and prevent them from getting yeah. cover. Um yeah, so I think uh, the Desperados are in the good for me. They're they're always my opening salvo, and I always try and bring two to like four of them. Uh, they they just do a lot of work, and twenty four yeah. points for the ability to go. Oh, I smoke, I missed. Great, I smoke again. Uh, oh, I still missed. I smoke a third time, and then inevitably it sticks. Yeah, 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 for uh, sure. Which is great, and I mean the chain rifle as well. Uh, I played one game against Caldonia and he had a couple of more mares uh, just in a line hidden all the way in the back of his deployment zone and my Desperado went directly at it and then around the corner and chain rifled them and I dropped like two of them um, yeah. and you could see my opponent go ah crap uh, I didn't I wasn't expecting you to do that and I was like well you're here already you just I don't you care just, you just spent two orders you're here already <laughs> like... yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah knocking on his door um, so who doesn't like fast delivery uh, yeah, exactly. yeah surprise um, and then the other really good thing uh, are the characters are are solid um, in particular the unknown ranger oh man he's a god amongst men yeah, uh, God Among Men, and then any fire team inside the Sectorial wildcard yeah. character. It, I don't know who thought this was a good idea, but he's auto-include. The Unknown Ranger in behind a Grunt team, in behind Marauder team, like it just doesn't matter. No. Uh, Rude, this is your primary attack piece, basically in every U.S. Ariadna list. Yep. Uh, you can and get Cosmo Flood and Vanilla Ariana. This guy, you just got, yeah. It's so good. Yeah. Um, you know, 47 points for AP Spitfire. So he could be almost like a 30 year point cost at uh, 150 points. And then you just throw a bunch of grunts in behind him and fill the rest of it with Desperados. Hooray. Um, yeah. So AP, AP Spitfire, the combination of the multi spectrum visor level one and mimetism minus three is really good at dislodging yeah. a lot of those other like ARO pieces. You don't get the specialties. I do. <laughs> Here's your AP fire, Spitfire fire. Yeah. Yeah. You know, five dice on an AP Spitfire is nothing to sneeze at either. Oh. And he's BS 13 and the, uh, you know, plus three mm. from a big link team or something like that. Um, I've bullied tags with him um, where it's just like on the active turn, it's five dice uh, shoot your your two dice or or one dice from your uh, AP HMG or something like that, and it yeah. just like it might take a couple of orders, but you're probably gonna win. Yeah. Um, and then he's got a bunch of just like fun little additions. Uh, attack aware, wonderful. Um, natural born warrior and martial arts level two is great. 
So if you've got somebody who's going to try and um, uh, JSA with their, you know, d infiltrating monofilament ninjas, um, this guy would probably be able to manage it. He's got a T2 close combat weapon, which helps him on a couple of missions with the, uh, you need to do, uh, what is it? You need a, a T2 weapon in order yeah. to do damage to the servers and stuff. Oh, yeah. Uh, and since he's in the Link team, you can easily just shove in another Grunt or Marauder yeah. or what have you and have two of the, the those terrific attacks. Yeah, it's wonderful. Uh, he, on his own, is rude. And then because he's wild card, it makes it so much worse. Uh, there's a mission... I forget what it's called, where you have to try and get characters for extra points inside. I think it's Panic Room. Mm -hmm. um, he's great for Panic Room. Yeah. Like you just park him in there and go, you can come in if you want, um, but I have this monster waiting for you. Plus he's arm four and the no wounding cap. Good time. Good as, time. As for long as you do not, do not come in with flamers, that's my personal experience. Once I get... Always when I get hit by a flamer, it hits, I fill my physics test, and I just go to dead because I fill all my armor saves. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, flamers are uh, just a good way to remove things. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah, all out, yeah, for anything, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I don't have anything bad to say about the Unknown Ranger. Literally, I think, if the Unknown Ranger was removed from U.S. Ariadna as a wild card, I think U.S. Ariadna would genuinely struggle. Because they just don't make it like him anymore. No. Um, some of the other characters are pretty good in, in certain circumstances. Uh, so, you know, Wild Bill, another wild card, uh, counts as a U.S. area and a grunt um, yeah. for fire team composition. So, I mean, the plus one damage, BS attack, BS shock, and marksmanship can get you there. He's kind of like a cheaper version with, with just uh, no... No real ability to dislodge a lot of stuff. So if you need a cheaper Unknown Ranger, you can just take Wild Bill with, like, a rifle uh, or the Contender. Either one of those is fine. Um, you've got Grunt, uh, Intel, Rosalind, Rosie. Uh, so, like, the character Grunt. Um, Light Rocket Launcher with Special of Operative and Dogged is, is pretty good. Another wild card. Um, it's all right. I mean, it's got it's got its tools. Um and then the last one uh, worth mentioning, of course, is Van Zant. And Van Zant has a special place in my heart because uh, I, I didn't understand what Van Zant was, and then I was playing uh, somebody on TTS using US Ariadna, and I just either he miscounted or I hadn't deployed my airborne trooper yet, and he was playing super defensively. He like stayed in his deployment zone because he was <laughs> terrified that Van Zant was going to come down. And I'm like, what is Van Zant? Could you Let's walk through this? So we, we played the game. And then afterwards, he like showed me the, the wonderfulness that is Van Zant, the idea of a martial arts level two, plus one inch dodge, stealth, dogged, NCO, and deployment zone parachutist with an AP rifle. If you can fit Van Zant in, you should. Yeah. Because uh, it's a great tool. Um, but I, I'm going to take uh, the Unknown Ranger as my attack piece and then yeah, but get Van Zant in there yeah. if I can. Um, like Mirage 5, like the Noctifer, it's yeah. it's the profile that, may, that makes, even if you, with or without, makes your army scary. Because yeah. they're like, is Van Zant coming? Will he be part of this? Will I be <laughs> shot in the back? <laughs> 
Well, and the model uh, carries an axe, so that's mm-hmm. that's pretty badass. Uh, the idea of a okay, great, I parachute in, and now here's my fire axe wielding maniac, <laughs> <laughs> ready to hunt your dragons. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, those are. Like those are all the characters uh, inside of U.S. Area, and pretty much all of them are uh, wild cards, which is great. Um, and we've kind of covered like the two major things that make U.S. Area good, which are the disposable desperados uh, that can just do so much work for you, some yeah. wild card characters that can fit in. Um, the the good news is if you want to be super aggressive and just go after the midboard and kind of not really care about stuff, uh, U.S. Ariadna is the faction for you. Um, it's going to struggle in particular areas, and uh, I'll save that for the bad, mm-hmm. um, but its attack pieces are really good. Its ability to leverage link teams are great. If you look at all of the grunt uh, like profiles, you have a lot of options um, I would like to highlight in particular the heavy flamethrower infiltrating grunt. These yeah. guys are hilarious. Uh, <laughs> oh my god. Uh, you bring two of them. Uh, the SWC at uh, half, 11 points. Um, you can bring as many of them as you want, uh, but the infiltrating grunts in particular, like those are the thing. you bring two of them and you just try and park one of them outside of your deploy- uh, your opponent's deployment zone. So if you fail uh, the fizz, what I usually yeah. do is take um, a, a unknown ranger, three grunts, uh, like, and the three grunts are something like a paramedic, probably my lieutenant, and then the rifle grenade launcher uh, in behind the unknown ranger, and then two infiltrating grunts. And I'll throw one of them uh, at the area, and if he fails, then I just park him next to my... Uh, link team and now i have a link team of five all right um, yeah uh or i it, everything goes incredibly well and i just go with a link team of four and maybe throw another wild card in or something like that and i have two heavy flamethrowers sitting watching two lanes of my opponent go yeah you can come out anytime you're just gonna eat a 10 inch template off yeah, the heavy yeah. flamethrower um and that's a good way to keep um your opponent inside their deployment zone on their turns uh and then also like oh i get to go first so i'll impetuous i'll smoke out all of the center uh and then i'll start throwing orders into the infiltrating grunts uh you know 11 points to come around the corner with a heavy flamethrower like no you don't get uh cover from this uh even if i can eat like an impersonator but put an entire order down on it uh, the infiltrating grunt heavy flamethrower is really good uh, if you're deploying second as well. Uh, say if you're going to go up against something with impersonation and you have an impersonator, you just go, great, your impersonator's there. Here's my heavy flamethrower. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, you move? Sure, that's fine. Uh, or if uh, you're going to go first, whatever it is, uh, you can just you know, spend an entire order and nuke the impersonator. Um, yeah, there's some, uh, some really great options there. The rest of the grunts, uh, for me, kind of go into the the bad you really need to know what you're doing with the grunts because they don't work the same way as everybody else's line infantry no no they're 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 that slower yeah uh but they have more armor so yeah yeah. uh and i find the armor uh is a is an interesting one I'll, i'll include that in in the bad but all right all right um for everything else uh 
the majority of the list performs in very specific ways. Uh, but the the good, the like the main pieces here, I would say, are your infiltrating grunts, your desperados, the unknown ranger, Van Zant, uh, and everybody else just kind of fits into the different roles. Uh, pack a bunch of desperados. Um, uh, the marauders, I kind of put in the bad. They're a good take down the road. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, in general, um, if you notice, based off of all of those things that I identified, none of the good is the camo things. Uh, oh. None of the good are, <laughs> are really like the infiltrating things. Um, it's literally just like, I got a bunch of really well-trained dudes with big guns, and they're going to go really quickly that way. Uh, and if you're over there, it's going to be a bad time for you. Um, which I think uh, transitions very nicely to the bad. Yeah. Um, U.S. Ariadna is not a gentle thing on objectives. Uh, you really need to know how you're going to try and hit the objectives and what the objectives are, because you don't have well-tailored specialists uh, that are just going to solve all your problems. Yeah. You know, it's it's not at all like uh, Hawk... Um, where you can pretty much just bring any of the specialists and you're going to have a good shot at it. Um, a little bit lower willpower in certain areas, uh, like only a handful of the infiltrating specialists uh, in your, your foxtrots. But because you only have so many options, your opponent automatically knows what your plan is. Yeah. Um, so let's say there's consoles at the center of the board, like in uh, Mindwipe. If you have two camo tokens that are standing suspiciously next to the objectives, they can probably tell that those are either going to be uh, Foxtrot FOs, um, so that way you can go in and try and smash the button with your face, um, or maybe the hard cases, because that's really all you have for camo, uh, especially camo infiltrators. And so if it's next to a button, it's probably the Foxtrot Forward Observer. Yeah, uh, And those things are kind of easy to get rid of uh you have to be very like no uh, unless you're discovered don't pop them out which limits your options and limited options means it's, yeah. it's not so good yeah i play uh, a lot of vanilla ariana and then mostly uh the foxtrots go side by side with the chasseurs so and the chasseurs deal with the fighting while yeah. the foxtrot deal with the push button pushing so yeah. mostly you can either you, you can really russian roulette that thing like all right you may think it's a foxtrot fo but could also be my chasseur mine or my chasseur himself with his light flamethrower but now the foxtrot has to do it all on its own and maybe have a hard case that can either do the decoy trick but yeah it's uh less scarier than in uh when the other infiltrators help uh to get them to the to the objective exactly um and that's what I mean by the the telegraph. And I'll, I'll talk about the telegraph a little bit in the the ugly portion of it, where as a whole, when you look at your meta, U.S. Ariadna only has a couple of plays, uh, and your opponent can in, like get in the way of that uh, pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, so uh, in this other portion of the bad section, let's talk about the the grunts. The four two movement on the grunts. I don't know if it was a good trade for armor three, uh, to be honest. Um, armor three. Like, armor six in cover, which is great, but when you go up against AP, it's really armor four, right? Um, five. The five. armor goes from three to two. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, it's it's been a while since I've played, but... Um, it's not that bad. You lose yeah, one armor. It, it, yeah. it's, it's one of those things that 
the armor may save you. It may not. It's not super reliable, I would say. Uh, and for the cost of the 4-2 movement, I find it always costs me one or two more orders to get uh, the Unknown Ranger and his grunt team up the board. Yeah. Um, it just takes a little bit of time. The BS-11 is good. Like, Fizz-11, that's that's pretty good. Um, the Whip-12, so if you bring the grunt lieutenant and you say, I have Whip-12, they can probably know that you... You yeah. have a grunt lieutenant. Um, and then the like the profiles and stuff that are in here. Heavy machine gun. Uh, that's that's a really good attack piece if you want to have a backup for your unknown ranger. Forward observer, uh, paramedic. Uh, and then there's two lieutenant profiles. Uh, and I've tried it a couple of times where it's like a grunt with a rifle and a rifle grenade launcher lieutenant. Uh, so that way you can kind of hide which one is your... Uh, lieutenant but you yeah. can accidentally go like heavy flamethrower light shotgun then a heavy machine gun a paramedic and then a rifle uh and then the uh unknown ranger well congratulations the only profile that could be your lieutenant <laughs> is the rifle yeah um which makes them stand out and the idea is to try and hide the lieutenant as much as possible being in loss of lieutenant isn't necessarily what you want to do yeah um so they're a little bit slow. They can tank a little bit, which is great. Um, but you can't really make use a lot of, uh, like, the rifles, uh, the grenade launchers. They're good ARO pieces to hide around the Unknown Ranger. So if someone tries to get in your back, at the very least, you're shooting with four dice instead of just two, if there's two of them, something like that. Mm -hmm. um, but I find in comparison to, like, other line troops, uh, the other, like, um profiles uh, if you look at veruna with the fusiliers um it, it just doesn't really compare uh the extra armor uh in the movement versus honestly a specialist with an additional willpower would be super great yeah, <laughs> yeah um, for me it's it's because of the four two but the armor three is that i rather use them as a defensive link so yeah. I, I mostly do not bother with standing the unknown ranger with the grunts forward i will probably look for another link team if i want to be a, in attack with them because if i will go for a grunt link team i probably go for something that stays where it where it is and uh yeah have a far uh, uh less of an issue with the four two and mm -hmm. really gain from the armor three uh which brings the other core team uh that us area had uh, has available which is the marauders and they're just they're expensive uh yeah, they're, you pay they're really yeah. expensive um, so that you can wildcard in uh, the Unknown Ranger with a Marauder core team. Um, but because uh, Rosie counts as uh, a wildcard of any fire team, but the Unknown, or sorry, a uh, Wild Bill only counts as a Grunt. Um, so your Marauders could really be three Marauders, uh, then the Unknown Ranger and Rosie. So Unknown Ranger at 50 points, Rosie at 22, and then the Marauders all coming in at, at honestly, 25 to 30. You can park basically a third of your army at a 300-point game, uh, or uh, almost like a half of your army at a 300-point yeah. game in one core team. 
which is kind of counter to how U.S. Ariadna plays. At least you get the 4-4 movement, and you still have the arm three, and you can forward deploy them, which yeah. is super helpful. You, you forward um, deploy them all, except for the unknown ranger, but he will he may, he will probably with his 6-2 six, six will, uh, will, uh, will join them up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, and then also inside the Marauders, you, you do, you know, you pay for it, but you get some extra opportunities here, like an MSV-1 heavy rocket launcher uh, or a plus one burst sniper rifle. Uh, these are super helpful things. You could pack another uh, AP Spitfire, boarding shotgun, AP mines, uh, rifle heavy flamethrower. Um, it'll be points hungry. Uh, it'll also be SWC hungry. Yeah. Um, that running a core team like that really puts all the eggs in your basket. Uh, and I find with the prevalence of template weapons, uh, it's a good news, bad news type of situation. You could you could absolutely uh, center your entire list around the Marauders uh, with a core team. Um, so that's five models. And then you just bring 10 models worth of other things, like a lot of Desperados or something like that. Um, you're yeah. just not going to be able to cover as many lines as possible, and you're going to struggle to get specialists to come in and, and do uh, your classified objectives, get specialists to come in and do button pushing for the objectives, because the only specialist profile for your Marauders are your paramedic. Mm -hmm. So then you've got the Marauder paramedic, the Unknown Ranger, and Rosie as your three main button pushers. Uh, they're all kind of clustered in one spot, one unlucky template or rocket launcher or something um, is is just gonna park your ability to do the objectives, and that's that's why I think this is kind of in the bad spot. Um, it is it is absolutely a a way like a good way to play U.S. Ariadna, um, but it, it is such a big fist uh, that your opponent will look at that and go, that needs to go away immediately and focus whatever tool set that they have uh, to get rid of it. Um, and I, I like uh, defense in depth to have many options and many tools because uh, I find since uh, Infinity's quite the lethal game, um, yeah. to put that many points in one spot is kind of counter, especially because, I mean, they're veteran troops, they're medium infantry and the Marauders. Um, there's a lot of people who can do what you're trying to do better. Uh, if you're like, you're going to run into um, like the invincible Army's heavy infantry uh, and they'll be able to do what you're trying to do better than you. Um, and you might get lucky with the dice, uh, but uh, trying to rely on that to dislodge certain pieces uh, may not work out the way that you think. Yeah. Well, I, I, I like my lone heavy rocket launcher. <laughs> now, that is a great profile. Yeah. Uh, the lone Marauder heavy rocket launcher with MSV level one is honestly one of the better ARO, like traditional ARO pieces that US Ariadna has. Yeah. Um, it's also kind of one of the only ones, um, which... Uh, is also something else I wanted to talk about in the bad section. Uh, you have limited choices in your ARO pieces, um, and the limited choices don't stack up well in comparison against the, like, Marksmanship Grenzer. That thing's rude. Uh, the MSV Level 2 Kamau Sniper. Um, your Marauders, your Foxtrot uh, with a sniper rifle, um, they can... They can they can do the ARO piece game, yeah. um, but there's other factions who can do what you're trying to do better. Um, 
you pretty much, in, in my opinion, like have to go all in for U.S. Ariadna on on the go fast, be aggressive, and try and break as many of the ARO pieces as possible. Yeah. Um, because if you try and play their game, they're going to be better at it than you. So you have the MSV level one on the Marauder, but it doesn't have mimetism, right? So yeah. Uh, if you're if you're going after something that doesn't have uh, mimetism, um, then you're not really in an advantageous position, um, especially because a lot of the really good uh, ARO pieces um, stack all of those things on top of it, you mm -hmm. know? Um, so it's very easy for you to lose your defensive things, uh, in particular like marksmanship or uh, OSS has the Dakini Tackbot sniper rifle because it's a remote REM driver, and then they add on um, marksmanship from uh, the uh, Evo hacker. Like, yeah. I, I can speak from experience that uh, when you play against uh, certain factions that have the ability to stack the buffs, you're going to struggle a little bit, um, as well as the lack of MSV1 kind of across the board. There's a few things that have it which are great, but if you lose those pieces, if you're up against anything with Mimitism minus six, it's going to be crapshoot. Um, yeah, it, I'm I'm I'm, I'm getting tough. to a point where I'm I'm trying like I I take I still take these arrow pieces, but I hide them for the first turn, and just first kill their arrow pieces, then stand up my own arrow pieces, uh, yeah. and win the long game. <laughs> that's, that's yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, um, uh, you're a hundred percent right. Um, other MSV options that can help you, uh, the Maverick with the AP Spitfire. Uh, for 27 points and one SWC. Um, not a bad tool. Uh, it can survive certain things. Uh, it's BS-12, Whip-13, uh, with a MSV-1 smoke grenade launcher. Uh, so you can do, like, pairs of Mavericks. Uh, one Maverick to go forward as a specialist observer and do buttons for you, mm -hmm. uh, and then the other one to be AP Spitfire and just try and remove some of the threats. Um, but I, I've had my Mavericks gunned down more than once. Um, yeah. One of the other uh, ARO pieces that I did want to highlight, which I've been experimenting with and had some pretty decent success, uh, is the Tractor Mole Total Reaction Uragan um, uh, Missile Launcher. Yeah. Uh, just having three dice on the ARO has worked for me. I've managed to keep uh, my opponent's core team of five pinned in a couple of games just because I had three dice and I was like, it's 16 points and it sits in my back line. Uh, I'm hitting on fives. Uh, <laughs> and I, I managed to like, I just managed to roll four uh, and then uh, they roll over whatever their big numbers are. Um, it's happened a couple of times. Uh, the ability to guided um, is, is great, especially with the amount of forward observers. Yeah. Um, the downside uh, to that is that uh, it's it's a very low probability of being successful. Um, I love them. Uh, in fact, uh, friends of mine bought me a pair, uh, so I named them after them. So on the license plate portion of it, one is called Liz, <laughs> and the other one's called Chris, and I keep track of their kills, um, <laughs> uh, which it, it's super great. Um, yeah. <laughs> but not everybody likes to play the, like, here's my artillery piece, I'm going to hide my ARO pieces, and then I'm going to send my Desperados and attack pieces forward. And this is how I'm going to play every game. <laughs> and like, <laughs> you can't, 
you can't hide a tractor mole. You park that thing somewhere, and everybody goes, ah, okay, so that's a guided rocket launcher. That has to go away. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, for if sure. They, if they have their own uh, infiltrators, if they have their own, um, I, I say deep strikers, like a deployment zone uh, parachutists or anything like that, or the ability to hit and deploy. Um, they go for it, yeah. Yeah, uh, which actually kind of brings me to my my ugly portion, which is like, your plan is really easy to tell, and that's yeah. because of the tools that are available to you. Uh, and each of the tools are great in individual matchups because then you can kind of tailor a little bit uh, yeah. to to your opponent. You know, if I'm going to be playing uh, Toha. You know, I know I need to bring as much continuous as I possibly can because my BTS isn't going to do anything to their uh, Pharaohware. Um, you know, I can I can tailor fairly well if I know what I'm going into. But when you get into a tournament situation and you're trying to bring lists that will go well against everything, yeah, I think U.S. Ariadna is going to struggle a little bit. And there are a couple of tournaments that I'm aware of where U.S. Ariadna took like the top couple of slots. Um, and, uh, you know, I applaud those players. But in my experiences, um, the players who are going to give you the most grief are the ones who know what U.S. Ariadna's, like, one trick is uh, and either null deploy, making you have to go after them to break that turtle shell open to get your alpha yeah. strike, um, or uh, who stack all of the bonuses and have one ARO piece that you just can't dislodge. Um, and I mean, at that point, it just turns into a dice game, which everybody loves playing because who doesn't like playing with dice? Uh, <laughs> but the, it's a it's a big telegraph. Like you just sit yeah. down, you don't hide anything. You're like, I have a couple of camo tokens at the midboard. They're they can be one of two things. Um, you've got like, oh, I I have I have 14 things on the board. Great. So there's a Van Zant or an airborne trooper waiting for me. Yeah. Um, and people can just play around it really easily. There's not a whole lot of mind games that you get to play with people, uh, which, I mean, if you're playing U.S. Ariadna, mind games are for nerds, man. Make yeah. Just put your people at the midboard and shoot everything. Yeah. Uh, some of your stuff may die, and that is a sacrifice that I'm willing to make. Yeah. It is a viable strategy <laughs> for U.S. Ariadna. Yeah. I have... Uh, <laughs> I have fought the least while playing U.S. Ariadna um, because it's just like I move all of my X-wings into the attack position. I don't have any other plans. I don't. Like, I just, I just want to go fast and I want to light things on fire. Um, I want to uh, hurt all of your things with all of my things, um, and then I'll stand on the objectives if if I'm still there. Um, and it, it's a great time. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that I, I see in other factions that I wish I had. Like, I kind of wish there was not necessarily a better antipode, but like maybe a little bit more options. Cause my only antipode is the devil dog team. Yeah. And it's not that it's a bad yeah. option. It's just in comparison to some of the other options that are available. Uh, they're, not the greatest like i would honestly take uh the antipodal controller i think they're called um so a controller and then three antipodes that are oh, scary yeah. and like stealth yeah and they have uh mimetism and camo oh, yeah, and missile yeah it's like <laughs> yeah for a missile 
yeah. uh, versus like this devil dog canine antipode. The devil dog is is fine. I mean, the Fizz 16, which means you can smoke on 19s if you go within a certain area because they have smoke grenades. Um, but 33 points, you know, 10% of your army for a heavy shotgun smoke grenade and a canine antipode. But no specialist, uh, you know, it's got super jump, immunity total, uh, two wounds. It, yeah, uh, for 33 points plus another six points, so 39 points uh, with a canine antipode. That's like, that's yeah. like five desperados. <laughs> Like, uh, the, the the cost of the of the canine is uh, within uh, the devil dog unit, so you do, it's not thirty three plus six. It only um, it only stands there because it will measure out when once you count for uh, surviving points. Ah uh, yes, but um, still, yeah, it's thirty three. Like the the, the the issue with the devil dog is that the canine can be so good, but it's vulnerable. Uh, like how you walk, all your other uh, dog faces and bears. You cannot go the same way if you want to still keep your canine alive. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I find the bear pod does a lot more for other lists than the devil dog does for the U.S. Ariadna list. Yeah. I, I have, I have two of them. I think it's a wonderful model. Uh, I'm still experimenting with it, and I've had limited success. I, I find the devil dog gets removed a lot more than it removes. Um, versus I might just be getting lucky with Desperados, which is why I like them so much. Yeah. Um, and then uh, I would be remiss if I didn't comment on the thing that really brought me to U.S. Ariadna, which is the Blackjacks. Oh, my God, I love these things. <laughs> and they're like, they're okay. You know, heavy infantry. Uh, it's an AP machine gun or a T2 sniper rifle. It doesn't do anything special. I just like them, you know? Yeah. Like, well, the thing is, they're not that expensive, and they're yeah, they're still a good gun, and they have a bit of yeah, still good armor. Uh, yeah, uh, effective two wounds. Yeah, you know, like armor eight in cover, uh, and then armor seven when he goes to his second profile. Uh, the APHMG, especially if you can get him in a good spot and you put him in yeah. suppressive fire, is great. Um, the whole reason why. Uh, like I was really drawn to Ariadna was because I saw the blackjacks and went, yeah, I want to play with that. I want to have many of those. Uh, and then I saw that they were available in the sectorial in a box that was available at the store. And so I went to go get it. <laughs> and so like, I have a collection of, I think I have three blackjacks. Uh, and I just, I have a good time when I play them. Um, they don't necessarily like, they're not the best thing. Uh, they get outshot all the time. But I enjoy it, damn it. Uh, and <laughs> no one can take my my joy away. <laughs> I still think this is the kind of profile where everyone says, yeah, they're not that good until you have to face them and your opponent still keeps making their armor safes uh, yeah. with, with the armor 5 and, and armor 8 in cover. Yeah. And they're like, oh, um, right, oh no, no, wait, wait, this is a badass for, for, for 38 points. Yeah, so the 38 points, uh, not bad, SWC, to be honest. I mean, huh. APHMG, the chess mines, a Panzerfaust. Um, the model for the APHMG is all right. I like the T2 sniper rifle model because it's got that big knife. Um, <laughs> right? I just, I wish there was one where he was holding the APHMG out instead of uh, his hand on the top of it. Yeah. Um, 
but uh the blackjacks are are great um they're a good like kind of back artillery piece uh but i still find that what the eighth what the blackjack tries to do other people will be able to do better uh and sometimes it's going to work out for you but if you play people who are are quite competitive and quite good uh, at understanding the meta and what to bring. As soon as you start stacking mimetism cover, uh, yeah. that BS 13 turns to fives really fast. Yeah. Um, especially if you get caught out in not one of your great ranges, which there are a bunch when you have APHMG and the uh, T2 sniper rifle, um, you can get lucky and tag some folks with that T2 sniper rifle and just take models off the board. Um, but, uh, U.S. Ariadna will struggle when, uh, they're up against camo, like mimetism minus six and cover. Like it, it's just hard to get rid of in the core yeah. game. Uh, and U.S. Ariadna struggles with it even more. Um, so like that all, uh, what's that nomad faction that just only runs, uh, the, the priests with mimetism minus six. Oh uh, yeah, 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 yeah. The, the um, yeah. Yeah, like there was a Bakunin player inside that tournament that I was in, um, and I was dreading the day I would have to fight them because <laughs> there were just so many minus nines that I just couldn't get around. Uh, <laughs> in the end, I didn't have to play them, but uh, it would just be dice. I would just have to try and throw more dice at them or just take all flamethrowers and then yeah. not worry about uh, any of those uh, negatives being stacked upon me. We're not uh, here to aim. <laughs> We're just here to <laughs> put yeah, templates on your arse. <laughs> yeah, it's not a, it's not a gentle, it's not a subtle faction <laughs> by any means. Um, if you play Magic the Gathering and you like green, um, this is this is the thing for you. If you play Dungeons and Dragons and you're a fighter, uh, you play Pathfinder and you're uh, a fighter or a champion or something like that, then like. This is what's up. This is where you want to go because it's just I get close, I roll dice, and then the game is over because I'm dead, or it's over because you're dead. <laughs> <laughs> there's no in between. Or yeah, well, there's this, there's the trade-off. That's <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. The Desperado will be dead, but he will take some into his grave that are far more more points than he has. Yeah, the the Desperados for trading are yeah. are just so key. Um, yeah, I know that that's how like Hakazam likes to play is to try and get you to trade uh um are they oh what's the, the their line infantry with the, the, the Lamis with uh, the uh. the Panzerfaust yeah in combo. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I played it, it it was like trade central. We were just trying to like he would save his Delami with the Panzerfaust for my more expensive things. Um <laughs> and then try and eat the desperados uh with something a little bit more. But I made it up the board and I ended up chain rifling uh a whole bunch and it, it just it went downhill. But but our plans were the same. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Like, that's the mistake. I, I will fire a Panzerfaust against cheap shit. Because, yeah, it's uh, I like like small things exploding very loudly. That's, <laughs> that makes me giggle. And it's also, yeah, the, the small things, uh, yeah, they can really, like, you can really ravage you. Like, a Desperado of six, six points. If you think, well, it's only six points, I will let it pass. Yeah, and then it comes into assault pistol range, and then you're, you're screwed. So, uh, let loose with your Panzerfaust. Yeah, like you want. Um, I know you want to hit that blackjack or the unknown ranger with the Panzerfaust, but it's not that time or place. Now the desperado has to die first. Yeah, like turn one, two, and three 
for USA Riedna are almost always the same. Turn yeah. turn one, Desperados go forward, Impetuous go forward, put as much smoke at the midboard as possible, and then go forward and chain rifle my son. Yeah. Uh, two is the unknown ranger comes into play. They try and get to the midboard. They'll try and attack you a little bit. Uh, and then turn three is whatever is left standing now has to duke it out. <laughs> <laughs> Grunts, you have to scramble because the unknown ranger and the desperados are dead. Yeah, that's right. Go figure it out. And then it usually ends up like my two grunts versus ugh, some sort of heavy infantry, ugh, and it just doesn't work. But I mean, I I, I like Infinity even when I'm losing um, mm -hmm. because I can agree that I have played well and made the correct decisions, and because of the D20 and the natural variability of it. Um, I can just lose because of dice. It's a lot easier in Infinity to blame your dice because you can make the right calls and you still have a decent chance of being unsuccessful. Yeah. Um, versus uh, like Warhammer or any die, any game that's based on a six-sided dice, like a one comes up a lot and it hurts. It's yeah. just not great. Um, so I find the core rules for Infinity offer for a much better storytelling and gameplay experience yeah. um, because there's greater variability. The profiles are really well uh, balanced. Um, and it gives me the opportunity to be like, I like Blackjacks. So for this game, I'm going to play Blackjacks. Uh, and yeah. I, I'm probably going to at least be able to kill a couple of things. You know, it's going to be great. Um, in a larger meta sense, uh, we'll... Will the U.S. Ariadna telegraph what it's trying to do if you're trying to be super competitive and get into tournaments and stuff? Yeah. Uh, but a good U.S. Ariadna player um, is, in my opinion, somebody you want to fist bump and grab a drink with afterwards because it's it's just like, I don't know how this is going to work out, man, but it's going to be real weird if it does. Uh, <laughs> and we're just going to go for it. Uh, and it's I'm laughing if you're laughing. Um, it's very... I try not to take it particularly seriously. I mean, I, I have cowboys riding on motorcycles with napalm flamethrowers against somebody's, like, invisible impersonating alien thing. Like, uh, it, This is the matchup. Go, go have fun. Like, in a world where there's super technology and artificial intelligence is a very real thing in an entire faction, uh, and my guys like to roll up going, y'all got a pretty good computer. Uh, <laughs> sucks somebody were to, I don't know, push it over. Uh, it's just like, you know, like, it, it, don't, don't be subtle. Don't be crafty. Just be on fire. <laughs> yeah. Just, just make it the old big 4th of July. That's what you, that's what you're, that's what you're getting <laughs> at. Right. You know, play like show up with your, uh, American flag bandana, uh, ride your Harley Davidson motorcycle, eat a cheeseburger, open carry, um, <laughs> and then just sit down and go, I'm going to delete that. Uh, yeah, you know, it's a, it's a good time. And I mean, it, it's a stereotype, uh, but, um, at the end of the day, it's a very aggressive, very fast list that basically goes, doctors, don't need those. Uh, more like acceptable casualties. <laughs> <laughs> They're not going to get there in time. That's, that's, that's right. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. I'm going to be in your deployment zone. I'm not running my 112 emergency services halfway across the board just to revive an 11-point grunt. Yeah, yeah, it's not... <laughs> 
<laughs> leave no one behind that that was lost into time <laughs> by the time you get on to dawn <laughs> yeah. uh, or knowing my willpower roles to be honest uh i just kill him yeah uh, one of my uh core memories of playing infinity in m2 was i had a fusilier who had a higher friendly kill count than my opponent did um <laughs> And so, like, she was trying to run around and do paramedic stuff, but it just always ended in me killing my own models. Like, uh, we get into these big firefights, and I'd have, like, four fusiliers uh, down, unconscious, uh, and she'd run through and one by one just coup de gras <laughs> each of them, trying to make the, the willpower roll to not kill them, because I think that's how it was in N2. And it just so, so, so she hops around, go to better pastures, go to better pastures. <laughs> Yeah, they should have just modeled a pillow that she would put over everyone's face. It will be over soon. Yeah. So those are my uh, those are my many thoughts on Seriadna. Yeah. Uh, I think they're great. I think they're so much fun. Um, but it it's easy in Infinity to go kind of all in and buy an army and have it not play the thing the way that you think it will. Um, and I'm just lucky that as a aggressive tabletop war gamer, uh, I happen to luck into the faction that is equally aggressive. Uh, yeah. And I'm okay with winning some of the times and also just losing some of the times. Like sometimes you turn one in uh, the VIP revealing game I forget what that mission is yeah. called. Um, you turn one, run through, push a button, reveal the VIP, get a Desperado next to it, and put all five rounds of an assault pistol in, miss everything, <laughs> and then the Desperado get one shot in uh, ARO. Like, sometimes that's just how it happens. Yeah. And it's a, it's a memory that I think I'm going to have for the rest of my life, but, like, I'm able to look at that and go, this was the correct play, and it didn't work out. Sometimes yeah. you do all the things correctly and you lose. Oh, uh, at least the losing is only like 30 minutes uh, and then you're still playing along the way versus Warhammer. I played Warhammer yesterday um, and it was just uh, my, uh, I was on a team with a friend of mine and we just sat and we were being shot at and charged and melee attacked and then we stood up and my uh, opposition sat down, we're eating chips <laughs> and we <laughs> shot at them. Uh, and charged and, and made melee attacks and um, I was kind of remiss uh, what, like, wouldn't it be nice if everyone was working together going okay here's what I want to do and I want to try and do this and uh, what's your AROs and uh, that kind of stuff I think it yeah, just, it's a yeah. more more fun experience uh, yeah, but I have sure. lots of uh, thoughts and feelings about the design of Infinity that we don't have to get into here mm -hmm. well I, I still want to ask you about the Maverick uh, and also the the beast hunter that got into uh, the whole thing. If you got any experience with that, like the Maverick, especially because it's now with, especially with the, now with the ITS thirteen rules that uh, mm -hmm. they get mimetism and some cover. Uh, how cool is the AP Spitfire? <laughs> it it, it's very to... good. Um, <laughs> so the Mavericks uh, are a little bit more investment into motorcycledom. Uh, AVA-5 with the Smoke Lunker and uh, MSV-1 in all of their profiles, they're a really good option 
uh, as kind of like a backup attack piece. Um, yeah. You can give them mimetism so they can get cover and they can be in mimetism and they can visor away other people's mimetism, uh, which is very helpful. Smoke grenade launcher kind of static at BS-12. Uh, the CC-18s, nothing to sneeze at either. Um I find I go back and forth between the AP Spitfire and the Forward Observer. Uh -huh. The Forward Observer is a really good backup button pusher if your Foxtrots don't make it. Yeah. Um, or if you just want to go all motorcycles, you don't want to bring any Foxtrots, and you can just have uh, the non-impetuous Maverick to get the Mimetism and cover. Um, that uh, Willpower 13 Forward Observer, you let your Desperados go forward, clear out as much as stuff as possible and you just drive the maverick in and push buttons um i've had some pretty good success with that uh some other options obviously backup attack piece kind of on its own versus uh other people's things uh the ap spitfire obviously it can't be connected to anything there's no fire team options there no, no. um but it is a good alternate uh, the fact that it can stack bonuses on itself and reduce other people's bonuses. And the AP Spitfire's got a pretty good profile. Um, I need to experiment more with the submachine gun like rocket launcher option. Uh, the boarding shotgun is okay. For 20 points, there's other ways to just get a boarding shotgun. And boarding yeah. shotguns on an MSV-1 are kind of counterintuitive to me. Um, but the submachine gun light rocket launcher might be a good, like, uh, off lane if you consider most infinity tables kind of have like one two or three lanes uh that you're going to end up being forced down yeah. um i think if you put like your main attack piece on one lane and you can just kind of stick the maverick on the other yeah. uh and you can exploit things it's probably i would say the mavericks are the things that you're probably going to have at the end when everything else is dead um yeah because the Maverick just won't be in the fight. It's like your turn three piece. Uh, that if it's a specialist that needs to go through and uh, target something or uh, go through and push a button or get being in, fast, synchronize. Needing, yeah, being fast, not needing uh, that much orders to get around. And also yeah. when most of the things are dead, you have more freedom to move. Mm -hmm. So Yeah, the, the speed of the Maverick yeah. um, is, is very helpful, but... Uh, I often find that I, I don't have a place for them um, as ah. more as I do like Desperados or if I'm going to go the Unknown Ranger. Um, I always It's always like I get a Maverick or I get a Foxtrot because they're almost the same points. Yeah. Um, so Foxtrot, uh, the infiltrating Foxtrot with Forward Observer is 18 points and yeah. the Maverick also Forward 18. Observer is yeah. 18 points, right? So I can either get something that hides in the back and just kind of waits with a, a fairly big silhouette. Uh, so it's a little bit more challenging to get fully into cover so that way there's no line of sight um, versus an infiltrating camo marker. It, it just kind of is like, am I planning on pushing buttons turn three when I only have this option? Yeah. Um, or am I going to try and push buttons turn one um, when I need the buttons to enable a down the road play. Uh, like if you're trying to reveal identities, I would take the Foxtrot cause you can park it next to the objective. Yeah. Um, that infiltrating camo token versus if you just need to control buttons at the end of turn three, um, that would be, uh, I would go a Maverick over the Foxtrot. Yeah. 
Yeah, there's some uh, missions where yeah, there's an exclusion zone, so you're not taking those infiltrators anyway, so yeah, to, to switch them out for a, b- a bike is probably a good way to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Or uh, if, for whatever reason, you just need another uh, MSV level one, you're going to go up against um, some somebody uh, who's going to just tailor towards a lot of mimetism, uh, mimetism minus six, uh, leverage a lot of hidden deployers. Um, yeah. You know, I think a, a, to trade out a turn one button pusher for just another MSV one because there's only so many options. Uh-huh. Uh, I would I would bring a Maverick. I I have a lot of success with Mavericks, but that's also because I've just been forced to field a lot of them because <laughs> I only have so <laughs> many models. Um, sometimes, uh, so I have like four Mavericks and two Desperados. Sometimes they're all Desperados. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then the uh, the Beast Hunters Free Guild, I just don't have any experience with. Yeah. Um, I mean, looking at their profile now, let's see here. Uh, camouflage, forward deployment, 8-inch surprise attack, heavy flamethrower, AP mines. I love it. I'll happily take some. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, cheap. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the, the plus 2 damage, CC attack, natural born warrior, mimetism minus 3, stealth, terrain total. Terrain total is not anything to sneeze at either. Uh, you know, the, those beast hunters are, that's good. Those are some good options. Even with one of them, there's now, you can do a beast hunter uh, up next to the Foxtrot. Um, yeah. uh, if you bring your Foxtrot back a little bit, you know, you, they don't have infiltration in the same way. So you try and have to keep them in the same spot. But that heavy flamethrower Panzerfaust, uh, that's rude for 15 points. Yeah. Really crap. Uh, thank you for bringing that to my attention. I need one of these things. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm probably going to convert one because uh, I'm not going in for the tag rate just to get a Beast Hunter. Uh, but yeah, 15 points, yeah, it's, it's so cheap. Yeah, It is. And there's not... I don't think US Ariadna has a Panzerfaust uh, except for the Blackjack. So, like, we don't have throwaway Panzerfausts because Panzerfausts are a really good ambush tool. Yeah. Uh, and I think this guy's a great ambusher, to be honest. Like, mm-hmm. I can't, you can play the game now a little bit of this camo token. Is it a hard case? Is it my Foxtrot? Or is it the heavy flamethrower, Panzerfaust AP mine, uh, Beast Hunter? Plus the, interesting, so the uh, Beast Hunter FTO mine layer doesn't come with camouflage. Yeah. Uh, uh, that would be an interesting piece. But I mean, at nine points, like you could bring a war core for three or free up six points and bring yourself a, <laughs> a Beast Hunter FTO mine layer with a heavy flamethrower Panzerfaust and AP mines. That's, that, these are all good profiles. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, they have something. Yeah. Uh, wow. The 17.1 has a plus one burst heavy pistol. Um, yeah. I mean, burst three, heavy pistol, shock, damage right. 14. Yeah, damage 14, yeah. Oof. That ain't nothing. Nope. And uh, in CCs, you get a plus two damage. So. <laughs> yeah. With uh, a DA close combat weapon. Yeah. <laughs> Holy crap. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. I'm a little bit in shock. I <laughs> uh, all the things that I said about the Foxtrot uh, and the limited camo options. Uh, ignore that. This is now this is good. Very good. Uh, grab, bring a Beast Hunter and a Foxtrot. Might maybe leave the Maverick at home uh, just to save some some points for uh, put. Honestly, like two Foxtrots at the center and a Beast Hunter. Um, and now make your opponent kind of guess. Oh, jeez. That's rude. I'm going to, I'll play a couple of games and I'll report back, uh, see how it goes. All right. But yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah. I anticipate probably well a yeah. CC21 coming in at Natural Born Warrior. Uh, sure, sure. <laughs> how did they cost these things at 15 points? It's good. It's irregular <laughs> order, so it's going to go cheaper. And I don't, I don't know what the metrics are. They need to sell those tag rate boxes. I don't know. <laughs> much i i wish i don't know if they'll ever do an ariadna tag uh well, and if they did well, what i i what would I, it look like i i got my hopes up again because well I, I i my hopes were dashed when they said well there's a, in, the, in the code one there's a there's gonna be an ariadna tag pack and then hello it's just another blackjack uh, which is nice but not what i expected um but now they show the video for the new Morat Morats coming up and new book that's uh, the Raven Eye uh, mm -hmm. that's that's coming out. Probably will be out once this uh, this show airs. But yeah, there was a slight video of of a tag looking Ariadna thing with rocket pods on the side. So I got my hopes up again. But it is might that... it might be a new tractor mill that could also be the case. <laughs> hey man, if it's a new tractor mill, I'm also fine. I'd probably get it. Yeah, yeah. that sounds great. <laughs> yeah, I, I love the tractor mills. Yeah. Yeah. The philosophy of a of Ariadna with a tag. Because tags, tags dominate so much of your list. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's a smack of points mostly. Yeah. Around 80, uh, 70, maybe. Yeah, and so if, <laughs> I feel like the Ariadna tag would be like 50 points uh, <laughs> and would would break on occasion or it's like it's just all pneumatics. Uh, <laughs> and so you need to take a special engineer with it to <laughs> keep it full of uh, pneumatic fuel or something like that. I don't know. It's, it might be just a... a, a I said on the earlier show, just just a clump of tesium uh, with, with, with a rifle sticking to a slit and <laughs> just go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Do you ever play um, a War Machine? Uh, I tried to. Uh, I, I had a Trollblood army once, but I don't like how it stands on the field and, and just a blob yeah. of units on an open field against another blob of units. Oh no, I uh, I get it. I think I feel like aesthetically a Ariadnan tag would look like Cador, just <laughs> big, bulky spikes, shoulder pauldrons, uh, <laughs> like a gun, just gun taped to the center, like two two APHMGs in the center, and then just spiked knuckle dusters for hands. <laughs> like that's uh, no nothing fancy, no no like flamethrower up over the top no yeah. not like a salamandra carrying the hypermagnetic super turbo cannon whatever it is yeah just like somebody named jim 
uh, who's got a, a cigar in his mouth, uh, driving this thing around, trying to punch all the other tags into submission. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we also thought, like, put some extra armor on the dog face, jobs are good, and, like... <laughs> yeah, John. John. Uh, that'd be pretty interesting, actually, uh, just, like, a uh, an antipode in some sort of suit. <laughs> Art tag barks. <laughs> that's such a great tagline uh, Ariadna our tag barks oh, man. <laughs> we should we should really sell this idea to yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure Here, here's what's up you got two Ariadna players and we've decided this is what your tag's gonna be oh man the tag should be two antipodes just one in a baby bjorn and the other one, like a bear pode with a canine antipode and a baby bjorn. <laughs> so he has guards as well. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. I love it. Because yeah. that's what that's what the already being feared by everyone bear pode needs. Guards. Yeah. exactly just a little just a little pocket puppy who can can, as an action dismount uh, as an order dismount that'd be good oh the tag is a motorcycle (laughs) oh my god this (laughs) yeah or bear pode cavalry that'd be pretty good i should i would i'd play a bear pode motorcycle bear on a on a bigger bear yeah that's yeah (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. and then the like it's like the um uh, the Zonautica, right? When it gets off, the motorcycle, yeah. the bear just stands up, and then the smaller bear <laughs> goes and tries to push buttons as a as a specialist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a smart bear and a brute bear, like. <laughs> exactly. God, we're so good at this. Oh yeah, my God. yeah, man. Oh, take notes. <laughs> <laughs> Trademark, patent pending, patent pending. We're gonna make our own faction yeah. only of dumb ideas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anything to add to the viewers or uh, uh, uh Multispectral visor at level two. That's what I would add. No, uh, <laughs> no I think... Um, I think I've said all the things that I, I, yeah. I came here to say. Uh, I like it. I have a great time. They're the sledgehammer of all of the uh, different factions. Like, uh, Especially in Ariadna, all of them kind of have their own thing. Like mm-hmm. the... Cosmoflot is really starting to go a little bit more towards like here's a little bit more elite like here's the Spetsnaz here's the Bear Pode uh, have a good time with it yeah. uh, Tartary Army Corps wants to do all the camouflage uh, called or um, Caledonia wants all of the like the T2 weaponry um, really good ambush tactics and then the ever popular uh, William Wallace, all of my impetuous order, or my uh, irregular orders are regular now. Uh, have fun eating five chain rifles. Um, I think everybody has a plan, um, yeah. and they've done a really good job of uh, like divvying out the different things that Ariadna can do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and U.S. Ariadna is just speed and aggression. Yeah. Um, uh, who did I miss? Oh, uh, Muro. It's your faction. I apologize. Murph. Um, the French. Merovingia. Like, yeah. Yeah. Merovingia. Um, like they do a really good combination of, uh, like speed, 
uh, camouflage, and then it's almost like they just the, they wanted to find what the opposite of the French were, and they were like Americans, uh, <laughs> less camouflage, more speed and aggression. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, though, with uh, with the changes to like they changed all the the DEPs into Panzerfaust, so yeah. now Merovingia has turned into Panzerfaust R Us. <laughs> you can put so many Panzerfausts in the Merovingian army under camo or in close or, or at least in infiltration yeah nice. that's a scary prospect Ugh, I <laughs> wish I had more Panzerfausts yeah. that'd be a good way to deal with a lot of my problems yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, and that's all I have to say about that alright well Logan thanks for your for your insights it was a uh, uh, it was lovely to uh, to have you on. So, uh, do you want to uh, make any any shoutouts? Yeah, I do. Uh, I do actually. Um, I don't know if they would ever listen to this because they've heard me talk about this shit more than once. Yeah. Um, but I would like to say uh, to like Gianni, thank you for getting me into the game. I've, I've absolutely enjoyed it. Um, to Michelle and Mitchell, uh, like my main two opposition players. Um, you both suck, and I'm going to step on you. No, I'm kidding uh it's been a, a wonderful time thanks very much and then everybody in my uh local meta uh in particular like some of the tournament stuff we've been getting into and you know i just look forward to seeing everybody in person as we move move away from the lockdowns and the pandemic and everything else we get back to being on the table and then to you good sir for mm -hmm. allowing me here to occupy a bit of your time um this has been uh, an absolute joy and i really have to say the whip 12 uh, podcast has been hugely important for me to understand more about Infinity the game um, oh, and, and listening to your insights uh, the guests the style of conversation has been very helpful uh, and thanks very much for doing that uh, and I appreciate the opportunity to come on and uh, participate in that oh thank you good sir you make me all blushy and, and such that's <laughs> good to hear <laughs> It's just me wanted to know about the 49 factions that we have and <laughs> turned into a podcast. <laughs> if, <laughs> yeah, classic. If, if no one else is doing it, I'll do it myself. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, thanks. Yeah, uh, 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 yeah, and thanks for coming on. Um, well, then uh, it's, it's up to me to say to the listeners, thanks, uh, thanks for tuning in, and I will see you all next time. So we're in the future now. So that means we will go over the US Ariadna fire teams. And who oh boy, these are some juicy, juicy changes. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm very much in love with what they did with US Ariadna. Because um, well, comparable to the Morads. With the Morads, you have a lot of the rule Morad going around. So a lot of mixed teams still count as full teams. And to an extent, they also did this to US Ariadna. So you have the Grunt team, which you can take and max up uh, after five Grunts. You need at least one Grunt in there. You can bring a Minuteman, but he will not count as a Grunt. Or you can bring Wild Bill and he counts as a grunt. And take in, in mind that there are some wild cards. The 112 FTO counts as a grunt. Rosie counts as a grunt. 
and you, the unknown ranger who also counts as a grunt. So where in case of the most of the fire team changes, you will see a dis disappearance or at least a bit of a yeah. There there's not not many BS sixteen BS seventeen uh, super troopers with some four cheap mooks going about. They uh, they're they're counted as mixed teams now. But the unknown ranger somehow is in his element uh, within uh, a unit of grunts, and uh, so you can still go for the unknown ranger with four cheap uh, grunts. Which is uh, very fun to me because on the uh, it shows uh, from a, a story perspective that U.S. Ariadna is a uniform force uh, where the troops have trained together and it's more disciplined than the other sectorials. When, uh, so mixing and matching still means that they they count as full for gaming purposes. I think this is a, a well earned boost to U.S. Ariadna who has always been seen as one of the weaker sectorials because they, uh, well, as we have discussed in the show, they uh, lack certain things. But now with the with these kind of fire teams, I think they got uh, definitely got a boost. Especially when you look uh, at what kind of other cores and heresies are possible. So, yeah, to go over the Grand Fire Team, so you can still go with a cheap, uh, four cheap mooks and uh, either Wild Bill or uh, an Arranger, or you can mix it up, put in the Unknown Ranger, Rosie, Wild Bill, but, uh, at least one Grunt, and still count as a full uh, full team with a lot of diverse troops. Still, uh, I'm I'm a bit at an ease to uh, to go that way because I know Wild Bill wants to go in close, the Unknown Ranger wants to go in close, uh, Rosie to a lesser extent. But still, the Grunt uh, itself is a 4-2 move unit, which is pretty slow when compared to uh, Wild Bill uh, that moves 6-2 and the Unknown Ranger that moves 6-2. So you're always having a yeah the, 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 a slower buddy uh, cramping up the style of the rest of the dudes in the team. Uh, so I'd rather go for a full Grunt team core uh, as an defensive ARO, not being much bothered by the 4-2 movement, but still having the uh, the arm 3 in cover with a sniper rifle. I will take two grunt sniper rifles in the core team and just have uh, this uh, terrific uh, ARO uh, unit uh, with the full boost. They go to up to ballistic skill 14. Which is very nice for a sniper rifle. They do not have MSV or any of those tricks, but uh, I think the six cents will help them a lot with when someone tries to hit them from smoke or with surprise, uh, and just be a nuisance. Uh, AP sniper rifle uh, plus one damage, so strength sixteen AP. Uh, yeah, getting two shots, or may even if you uh, can get line up two snipers, four shots. Ah, that's nice. That's a good. That's a good ARO piece for not that, not that many points. So I would go that way with the uh, Grunts Fire Team. But there's yeah, there's something to be said to be cheap, and go in aggressive, with uh, with the wild cards and uh, and, and wild bill. Uh, the but I would go for if I wanted to go for a more aggressive core team, I would go for the USR uh, uh, Fire Teams, which is a mix of Minutemen and Marauders. Uh, who count as US ARF, um, 
and thus can be mixed and still count as a full team, which is exciting to me because this was not an option before. Uh, the Unknown Ranger also counts as USRF, so yeah, I would definitely go for him and 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 and, and mix them in with uh, with the Marauders and the Minutemen. Uh, a full Marauder team would mean that you have your forward deployment and uh, a, a dogged units with a very cheap heavy rocket launcher, which I like, but also uh, a, a sniper rifle with a plus one burst. So in a full team, uh, they will be shooting at ballistic skill 15 four-shot sniper rifle uh, with MSV. Uh, that's that's nice. That's good. Uh, and not that many SWC. Uh, still, uh, still top of the bill. Um, or you can mix and maxes if we want some heavier weapons. So I would go for uh, Marauder mixed in with a, a, a Minuteman with an AP heavy machine gun. Or uh, a, a missile launcher even. Because uh, two missiles on ballistic skill 16 is nothing to sniff at. And an AP 5 BS-16 AP shot, uh, heavy machine gun shots. Uh, that's scary. Uh, especially if you count in that... The Marauders uh, have the AP Spitfire, so that's shorter range, so you can switch in a Minuteman to have a bit more range. Uh, on the other hand, the Marauder also forward deploys, so uh, um, yeah, when it goes comes into act, uh, easier to uh, get into that uh, AP Spitfire range. So you can mix and max, make a good team, and then add in the Unknown Ranger and make it a terrific team. So... Uh, yeah, it's it's more expensive than a grunt team. Yeah, and then a regular grunt comes in at to uh, 10 points. Minimum or Marauder, you're already starting at 22 um, for a one-wound unit. So some may might find that uh, more expensive. But you get more ballistic skill. You get your you get your 4-4 movement. So uh, when I want to go for a more aggressive team compared to the grunt team, uh, I would go for these guys because I still think that they bring a lot of options and tools and uh, just, uh, uh, yeah, somehow if you can bring a Minuteman with, who has two a light flamethrowers, flame so light flamethrowers plus one burst uh, and get an extra burst for a team. So come around the corner with three flamethrower templates. That's, yeah, yeah, everyone... Uh, uh, poops on the Minutemen unless he comes around the corner with that kind of firepower so yeah uh, I would I would definitely check uh, this USR fireteam core team and uh, make nice mixes uh, bring either paramedic or for, for forward observer so you get some more specialist options and there's the NCO option for the Minutemen so uh, you can bring in a heavy machine gun and NCO and use a uh, use a lieutenant order on this core team. Oh, there's so uh, so many possibilities, and I want to try them out. But yeah, the the really fun uh, uh, are the two Harises, either the the Blackjack Haris and the Mavericks Haris. So you can bring big chunky dudes in teams now, uh, which is also a new option. The Blackjacks as a Haris. Oh, uh, I love the models, but I did not use them a lot. Um, because, well, uh, mostly they, they are outshined by either the Unknown Ranger or, uh, yeah, other, you want to use other units and then, uh, in, 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 in fire teams. But now the Blackjacks also go into fire teams, which is very handy. I think you can have an, an, a terrific ARO fortress, uh, like bringing two, uh, two 
um, blackjacks with uh, T2 sniper rifles and just add a 112 uh, FTO uh, as, 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 a, as a wild card and make, her, uh, make that count as a cheaper dude, but also a way to uh, heal uh, the two uh, blackjacks up if, 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 they, if the time or, uh, or the need arises. Because the strongest thing I, I think uh, you can get from a link team is the plus one burst, either in active or in especially ARO. So to have these two T2 sniper rifles, ballistic skill 13 with armor 5, so armor 8 in cover, your opponent probably needs a lot of orders to shift this menace from uh, its position so they can be a real... Uh, uh, insufferable ARO threat T2 sniper rifle which is yeah that's just very strong uh, if, you, if you do not make a save two wounds that uh, that can kill uh, and it, it's a lot of fun to kill from ARO um, but I think mostly they will be a nuisance because yeah they're they have no MSV capability so uh, there are ways to deal with them from afar but again Armor 8 in cover, uh, that will take your opponent a while. Two wounds, technically. Uh, and then you've still got this 1-1-2 hanging around to get them back on their feet. Uh, yeah, it, uh, this is this is a massive. Uh, I think this is fun. Um, I think you should, you should try it. Also, just the AP Heavy Machine Gun one to get a bit more action out of them. Five shots. Yeah, also great. Um, yeah, and then there's the Maverick Harish. This... Yeah, this will take up real estate because yeah, you will have three S4 units that you have to deploy somewhere in your deployment zone and hide. Yeah, they can be so, yeah, especially with the new, uh, or at least this last ITS we had, uh, bikes choosing for cover and mimetism, uh, which buffed up the Maverick to no end um, to be able to, uh, with an MSV-1, uh, a unit that can uh, uh, shoot from cover uh, with armor three, just going up to armor six. Uh, those those are some some great units now, and putting them in the Harris, so getting a some extra burst. Oh man, this this AP Spitfire going across the battlefield, eight four, very fast from cover, firing five shots. Ah, that's massive and. Or, or the, the submachine gun light light rocket launcher one just having more burst uh, as an ARO piece I would think they will be terrific just two light rocket launcher shots uh, place them somewhere guard uh, guard guard the flank and just firing rockets oh these these are very interesting so you yeah you have to take at least one 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 two motorized but again, then you have a doctor uh, to at least uh, when one goes down, you can have a chance of healing them back up. Um, that's nice. Bring your own healing along. Bring another specialist along. Uh, yeah, this this can be fun. But the only downside is, yeah, they're, they're big-ass bikes. So where do you put three of them? Yeah, I think you can get a lot of mileage out of them. Uh, being fast, not using a lot of orders to go around the battlefield, and with a plethora of, of, of very nasty weapons. So you either can go for one, yeah, one AP Spitfire one at least, 
bring uh, the submachine light rocket launcher and then uh, 112 motorized. That would be my way to go. Uh, one and a half SWC and uh, and uh, pff, what 60 60 ish uh, points. Yeah, that's a good deal. I would go for that. So yeah, uh, which leaves me uh, the wild cards. Yeah, the 112. I would add them to grunts or because it counts as a grunt or to the other Harises just to make them cheaper. Uh, Rosie, bit of a disappointment because she only counts as a grunt, but I always saw her as as a marauder. So she it would have been fun if she was USARF because uh, she brings the forward deployment and the dogged and, and uh, uh, the rocket, light rocket launcher. Yeah, she's good in a, in a link team. Uh, firing two rockets in ARO is good. Uh, from a, from a, from a, from up close, yeah, she's more points than the grunt, but you can you can yeah get a, a more of a point man out of her because uh, she moves forward a bit more because of her forward deployment, uh, which gives you options in your deployment uh, in deploy when deploying. Um, yeah, also just a very good specialist with the dogged uh, to go in and, uh, and and do specialist stuff. And maybe tank a hit, or uh, at least uh, have a chance of uh, getting to an objective. Uh, in the, uh, as long as you give her orders to uh, to go forward. Um, yeah, and then the unknown ranger, uh, terrific wild card, and he's right at home uh, in USR Yadna. Give him in grunt and USR uh, as a as an. Uh, 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 as an option to count and make teams count as a full link team, that is just great. It it, it really shows that uh, he's at home uh, at the US Ariana, that he trains with his people and knows his people the best. He can be in link, yeah, he can be in link teams in Cosmo Vlad, uh, but there he just makes it count as a mixed team. So and it re this way you really make US Ariana uh, stand out as a faction under other factions that you. Will not pass them over for Cosmoflot or Tuck because they have these unique to them uh, fire team rules. I think this is an amazing change and you should check them out. Thanks for listening and we'll see you all next time.